amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are listening to the Locked On Yankees podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Stacey Gotsoulias, and I'm the host of Locked On Yankees. I'm a baseball writer turned podcast host, and you may have read my work at places like Baseball Prospectus and the Hardball Times. You can find us on Twitter at Locked On Yankees, all one word. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Gotts. We're also on Instagram at Locked On Yankees, all one word, and you can find me in the Spotify green room as Stace Gotts. Oh, and we have a YouTube channel. It'll be going up soon. Some of my post-game videos are there, but I will be doing video podcasts there very soon. So look for that. Please subscribe if you can. Thank you. If you're a new listener, hello and welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. I hope you all enjoy today's episode. We are not talking about last night's horrible game because last night I recorded with Bryce Patrick of Locked on Rangers, and he's going to give you everything you need to know about Joey Gallo. And luckily for us, we spoke for a long time. So this is going to be a full Joey Gallo episode. Okay, we didn't just talk about Joey Gallo. We talked about other stuff, but most of it is Joey Gallo. Bryce loves Joey Gallo. He wants you to treat him well. You'll hear that in the interview, and that's what this episode will be. But first, you can get Locked on Yankees and Locked on Rangers and all Locked on Podcasts straight to your phone in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees. So as I mentioned at the top, I've been wanting to do this for a few days, but my colleague, Bryce, host of Locked on Rangers, has been in mourning since losing Joey Gallo. So I've given him the time to recover. And now he's here with me to tell us everything that we need to know about his favorite baseball boy. <laughs> Bryce, how are you feeling today? <laughs> um, well, I appreciate you giving me time for mourning. Um, but to be honest, there's there's never a period. It can be 50 years um, from now, and I'll still not be over losing my large adult son, Joey Gallo. Um, but, you know, I'm able to push the pain down and pretend that it doesn't hurt, even though it very clearly does. Um, but, you know, I'm, besides that, you know, besides baseball killing my soul, I'm, I'm doing all right. How about you? <laughs> well, the thing about it was Joey Gallo, I wasn't that surprised about because he had been rumored and Yankee fans have been kind of wanting him for a while. Just the idea of him hitting all those home runs into the short porch makes people salivate at the thought of it. I think the real shocker was, you know, adding Anthony Rizzo on top of that. So not only did the Yankees lineup get a lot more left-handed, but it got a lot more Italian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. It did. And you know what? I, you know, I obviously I'm, I'm not a Yankees fan. Um, and so therefore I am an anti-Yankees person. It, it's kind of your legal right um, or obligation. Um, but I do appreciate the Yankees getting Rizzo um, because it puts less pressure on Joey mm. um, to like fix everything because I know the Yankees like have are stupid talented and, but they, 
are underperforming clearly this year as an outsider looking in, you can clearly see that. Um, and asking Joseph Nicholas Gallo to fix everything as great as he is. And as much as he probably could do that, um, asking him to do it is kind of rude. So bringing in another friend um, is, is, you know, very considerate of the Yankees to do that. Yeah. I, I didn't even think of it that way, but it was a very smart move. Plus adding two left-handed bats that can hit the ball out at any second is also a very big thing. Now, as I said, Yankee fans have been looking at Gallo from afar, but give us everything we need to know about him. Cause you saw him day in and day out. We didn't. Um, well, first off um, Yankees fans, if you were mean to my son, Joey, um, I will come up there and I will say mean things to you and, and be really sad because you made my son sad um, because he is a precious little angel and the greatest baseball player to ever live uh, in my opinion. So um, be nice to him first and foremost. Um, but Joey isn't just a guy who I've watched every day since he was in the majors. Like he was basically the first prospect that I followed, like from the time that he draft was drafted. And like, he was always a very polarizing guy. Um, Yankees fans are going to love or hate him, um, which makes me so sad because no one should ever hate Joey, but the strikeout rate is always very big and always a thing that's always brought up. Um, and he's just the most magnificent, like weird uni- unicorn is, is too like, it's not unique enough for how weird he is in the things that he can do. Cause he is one of the strongest men in baseball ever. He is phenomenal at walking. Um, one of the best batter's eyes, best walk rates in baseball. I think he still has the most um, walks in baseball, if I remember correctly, or at least he did when he was on the Rangers. Um, and he has probably the strongest arm of any outfielder. And he also makes incredible jumps defensively. And he's also somehow a really smart and good base runner at 6'5 and like 220 or however much um, they say he weighs. So like, you don't really see guys that do all of those things like really ever. Like it's just such a weird combination of baseball skills to be put into one human that like he is just fascinating to watch. And you don't really get the sense of how good he is and how much he can do until you see him every day. And once you do, you're like, Oh my God, why, why did anyone ever think this guy wasn't great? Like, are they not watching this guy? Well, he definitely fits in with the uh, strikeout amount because we're used to seeing that from a lot of the Yankees players. So that's, I mean, he'll get booed because they all get booed. It's not going to be because he's Joey Gallo. It's because he's striking out, but he'll, they'll love him when he doesn't strike out when he's hitting balls into the short porch and when he's making catches and when he's throwing people out and when he's making good base running moves, because we have issues with that too. I'm just excited to see what he's going to do. I like, again, like you said, them bringing on both Rizzo and Gallo puts less pressure on the both of them to perform and be the big left-handed bat because now there's two of them and they can kind of feed off each other. I just, I almost couldn't believe the Yankees did that (laughs) because I know they said that they were going to buy at the trade deadline. And, but not only did they buy, they got the other teams to pay them money and they didn't have to give up big prospects for these guys. Not that the prospects were bad that they gave up, but they didn't have to give up their top guns to get either of them, which was, I couldn't believe that actually happened because, you know, people always joke about angry because people always joke about the Rangers being the Yankees farm system. (laughs) Not that that's true. The pirates are, (laughs) 
We all know that. There really haven't been that many like Yankees to Rangers. It was like, well, I guess Alfonso Soriano went the other way. There was A-Rod and now there's Joey Gale. That's like two guys. Yeah. Like, and then like for the longest time, it was like, oh, Elvis Andrews is going to sign with the Yankees. Well, that didn't happen. He went to the A's, the, the anti-Yankees, as anti-Yankee as you can get. Um, Elvis Andrews, my birthday buddy. Oh, I believe he was born, born on my, oh, what year was he born? Was he born on my 14th birthday? Is he 1988? Is he the one I'm thinking about? Maybe. Because I think David I Price. I can't was, do math or numbers very good unless it's Joey Gallo home runs. I can yeah, count David, those really David good. Price was born on my 11th birthday because he's getting up there in age. And mm-hmm. Elvis Andrews was born on my 14th, if I'm not mistaken. Cito Culver was born on my 18th. Morgan Ensberg, let's go back there. He was born on my first birthday in 1975. <laughs> you got a lot of birthday buddies, aren't you? Bless? Yeah. Yeah. August 26th, that's coming up. So if anyone wants to buy me anything, you know, you got a few days to do it. In a moment, more on Joey Gallo from Bryce. But first, Do you love to order fish when you go out to eat but never make it for yourself at home? Cooking restaurant-quality dishes at home starts with high-quality seafood and simple techniques from Wild Alaskan Seafood. Wild Alaskan Company delivers high-quality, sustainably-sourced, wild-caught seafood right to your door. Choose from salmon, whitefish, or a combination, and every month there are different specials to explore. Each shipment contains premium, wild-caught, individually-wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook. Wild Alaskan Company Seafood is how nature intended it to be. Always wild, never farmed or modified, and it contains no antibiotics. You can adjust, pause, or cancel your membership anytime, and they offer 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Get your nutrition from nature with Wild Alaskan Company. Right now, you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. That's wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB for $15 off your first box of fresh seafood. wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. Make sure to use our URL to let them know that we sent you let's you know you bring up the you bring up the short porch and you know it's kind of funny because you know who doesn't need a short porch it's joey gallo almost every one of his home runs is just like just sent into the gosh darn stratosphere like uh globe life field is a very pitcher friendly park and he hits tanks just so ridiculously far like but even his pop-ups like i've seen literally like what would be considered a pop-up by other people go all the way out from Joey mm-hmm. Gallo because he's just so stupid strong. Now, where does he like to hit the ball? Is he a pure pole hitter or does he like hitting it center field as well? He's, he's pretty pole heavy. Um, he, and so that will definitely help. Um, wonder if so, we'll see any thir- third deck home runs from him. That would be cool. I, I bet you will. <laughs> I mean, how many decks are there? If, if there's a, a deck, he can hit it to it and over it. It's I mean, possible. I've Russell, seen him do incredible things. Russell Brannion hit one right below my original section at Yankee Stadium in 305. When they first moved us over from the old stadium, I was sitting way the hell out in right field in the last section before the stadium ends and the bleachers begin. And mm-hmm. he hit one into the first row of that section. And I don't think anyone else has done that before. So I'm kind of hoping Joey Gallo gets it up to that level because that would be cool. Oh, I bet he can and, and he might and you know, if they if they let you go to BP, then he'll hit some. Well, actually, you know, he doesn't really show off in BP as much anymore. He did a little bit when he was like 
early on his career and like you know for things like the all-star game or i don't know if you remember the the futures game bp that he put up which was like legendary back in like 2014 or something um it was in minnesota and there was like a truck um that was just like on the um whatever the walkway just kind of behind one of the sections that was like i think about 600 feet away from home plate (laughs) and he broke the windshield on the truck during batting practice wow Guy's incredible. He's I didn't realize how incredible. I didn't realize how big he was. And when he came over, you know, mm-hmm. I, I talk to people about this all the time. It just feels like baseball players are getting bigger and bigger and that these six foot five, six foot six guys aren't as rare as they used to be, because now you're hearing about all these guys coming up, especially on the pitching end who are six, seven, six, eight. And it's now a regular thing for these guys to be that big and to see the outfield potentially be Gallo and Wright. <laughs> judge in center and they're playing Stanton in the field. They're doing it again tonight. Those are all three of them are big. Yeah. All three of them are big boys. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, you say that it's getting more common. I think, I think the Yankees are just stealing all the big boys. That's their market inefficiency. They're exploiting, go get the big boys who hit big taters, which, yeah. you know, it seems like a pretty obvious thing to do, but they, they did a good job of it. Now the other piece <laughs> of the trade is Joely Rodriguez. He came into a game yesterday uh, for the Yankees, he actually got the win. He only pitched a third of an a third of an inning, got an out, and uh, the Yankees scored, and he picked up the win. Uh, what can you tell us about him? You know, Joey Rodriguez is a guy who, who I thought um, this is his first year with the Rangers. I thought they could they could get some value out of him at the trade deadline, because um, he was a guy who you know he's had a very successful career uh, elsewhere. I think they they got him from Japan. He was a big time closer in Japan huge time closer in japan um so much so that um the first time that he faced off against um shohei otani that was like must watch tv in japan like there is a lot of people who i know um or the well i know one guy in japan who was telling me that other people in japan um were very much tuned in um to that at bat um who i think he struck out um shohei in that instance but He's a guy who's had some really great outings and some just real stinkers, just some real stinkers, most of them against the Astros. So, you know, uh, I'm, I'm likely and um, almost legally obligated to say that it's because the Astros were cheating and he's actually just really good. And they were trying to tank his value for the trade deadline, which, you know, could be possible. Mm. Um, and, you know, fellow Yankees or just Yankees fans out there, you also hate the Astros. So I'm sure you're inclined to believe that, but like, he's got some really good stuff. Um, and, you know, I, I thought that uh, um, the other guy who was, was going to be included, I, John King, um, he was having a really, really solid season this year. Um, and I forgot what medical thing uh, stopped that from happening. But um, I'm kind of grateful for that because I really like John King. And he's also really young and has, you know, a lot of years of control. And I'm like, okay, well, um, good thing they didn't give him up as well. So they can maybe get something for him next year when whatever medical issue is um resolved but right but yeah. and it was it was kind of funny when that trade first when everything first came out because the pieces were different like you said king was in there there were rumors that clark schmidt was on our end and that um who was the other one i can't remember the other one and then oh. it kind of changed within um by i guess the next day when it became official um, no, it was it was like an like two hours later 
I know because I was working for the the morning news desk. And so I had to basically do all the stuff that we did for our, like our trade story twice. And that's why I was so I'm like, I just did this. We're going to do this twice. We're going to redo everything. Come on. In like two hours. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. You at least not wait till like tomorrow so that day shift can worry about it. It's just kind of rude of them. In a moment, more with Bryce about Joey Gallo and the trade deadline and the Yankees and the Rangers. But first, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs, because we're at that point in the season. Things are coming down to the wire. Before you know it, it'll be October. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use our promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and then wait for the person behind the counter to order the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. I was saying this We're on still another- like days away. Yeah, and I was saying this on another show. This trade deadline was crazy. Usually, you'll have like a big blockbuster deal done and that's like the main story of the trade deadline. But this year- the main story was all the different trades that happened. The the Cubs getting rid of everyone. The Rockies not doing anything when they probably should have. You know, Scherzer. A GM though. Hmm? I think they don't have an actual like designated GM at the moment, which you know really is something they should have fixed before the trade deadline. You know. Yeah, I, Paul. Oh, I was watching the trade deadline show by the way i told you all to watch that but if you didn't watch the live stream of the trade deadline on locked on mlb go to youtube and watch it because even if you watch it on a replay just to watch the locked on yankees yankees locked on rockies host freak out about them not doing anything you can also see me freak out about um the kyle gibson deal and the rangers having to give up a prospect to <laughs> to trade an all-star starting pitcher and also pay them money and there's rangers are just paying they're like i'm pretty convinced that it's an intentional move by ownership um in paying all these other people that they're trading with to pay out the rest of the salaries so they can say hey look we're spending money on the team you can't say we're not spending (laughs) and just like a big old middle finger to all the fans out there like oh does that count the same as actually committing to a long-term contract that's, you know, market value for a good player? Like, I don't know, some guy named Joey Gallo, who's your only good homegrown player in the last decade, maybe two decades, 
who actively said, I want to be there. And um, by the way, you know, the reason he is a Yankee um, is because of money for two different reasons. First off, the Rangers, um, you know, Joey said like multiple times, like, I want to stay in Texas. I want to be a Ranger. Um, and like, even though they're like deep in the heart of the rebuild, he's 27 and like would still be in his prime when they're poised to come out of it. Theoretically. Right. right. Um, but like, first of all, that's a bad sign if you're losing him because you're not going to pay him up. But so, the, so the initial offer was um, five years, I believe $84 million with incentives that could make it go up to um, a hundred million. So like, just barely over 20 million maxing out at like 25 million per year for the best player your team has developed since the 1900s. (laughs) And so Scott Boris came out and said, like, we didn't have any like big demands. Like we weren't demanding some Bryce Harper level extension or like anything else. We didn't have any actual demands on there, but when they put that across the table, we said like, so where do you see his value compared to Elvis Andrews? Because that's like, that's less money than they gave Elvis Andrews. Like it's obviously more per year, but still Elvis is like, I think seven or eight years and 120 million. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, are you freaking kidding me? So they didn't make a counter offer. They're like, no, no, we're not making a counter offer. That was just that bad of an offer. And also I was on record saying many times i also made a bunch of predictions like before the trade deadline and i'm pretty sure every stinking one of them was wrong like 10 different players like i don't think the only thing that i got right is that kyle gibson and ian kennedy went together they didn't even get the right league i got (laughs) i said toronto nope not even the american league but um they went to the phillies right yeah they did both of them went to the phillies and the rangers got um their former top prospect spencer howard which i think might end up being the best return that they got in anything which makes me angry but that's a that's a anger for a different day um but he might be so good that i don't get angry at all um anyway but there was a deal on the table with um, the padres because i thought okay like if he goes somewhere it clearly the rangers are asking like a huge price which the deal might be fine it's hard to evaluate prospects that are in high a um like the minute after the trade but that doesn't feel like a huge price but it felt like the padres we're going to pay that huge price because AJ Preller, their GM, um, I don't know if Yankees fans know this, but he was um, assistant GM for the Rangers for a long time and did a lot of really great work. And I think he was very key on drafting Joey Gallo and like some of these other big talents that the Rangers got. Um, and so he values Joey. He knows like the just ridiculously high potential that Joey has and might be willing to pay that astronomical price. And so the offer that I've seen was on the table was Robert Hassel, who is, according to some place, either number three or four. Actually, at this point, with what's happened with some of the other guys, I think he's probably their number two prospect um, behind C.J. Abrams, who's like a top five prospect, according to like everybody. So like Hassel's a really good guy. He drafted like the first high school drafted in the 2020 draft. Really great all-around like potential star, which is hard to get in a trade for anybody, is some future potential star. And the Rangers don't have that in their minor league system. But in order to get him, that was the only prospect involved, by the way, from the, the Padres end. But the Rangers would also have to take on Eric Hosmer. Mm. And there's quite a few years left on his deal. Um, yeah, no and one the Rangers just, for some reason, made a trade this offseason of these low minors guys for Nate Lowe. And that's a whole other thing. So first base isn't technically open, but it's basically just be eating that much money for 
by far the best prospect that anyone would even come close to offering. And so I think ownership said, no, we're not going to take that money. I bet John Daniels would have been like, please, God, let me take that prospect. Like, he's <laughs> be so good. Please let me do this. I know the, I know the Hosmer contract sucks, but look, you're not paying anybody. Like I think next year, like the salary on the books is like, God, it might honestly be under 30 million. It might be that low. Like wow. it's, it's nearing on like raise A's territory for salary. Because like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, most of the salary that's on the books next year is like, well, they're not gonna have to pay Kyle Gibson his big whopping seven and a half million dollar deal, which was, you know, until they would extend whatever Joey number, Joey's number would be for arbitration next year. Um, you know, that probably would have been the highest contract on the books. But like, besides that, like that was basically the biggest deal on the books is like Kyle Gibson seven and a half million, like what are you doing? You can take some, some Hosmer money, but that didn't happen clearly. And the extension wasn't happening. And the Yankees were like, Hey, we really want them. We've mm-hmm. got a few pretty good prospects. You have any better offers out there? Clearly the answer was no. So <laughs> Joey Gallo had to shave his face and is now a Yankee. And um, I really wish he kept a mustache. I really was bummed that he didn't do that because they're allowed to do that. You're allowed, to, allowed have to have a mustache. mustache? Oh yeah. Okay. Why, why are they not allowed to have regular facial hair? Like wh- what? What I don't know. Doing? It's it's a George Steinbrenner thing that they kept all these years. I wouldn't mind facial hair, but I do not want these guys growing beards like ZZ Top. Like, I don't want to see that. If you want a clean, nice beard that doesn't look like pubic hair glued to your face, that's fine. <laughs> okay. But all Joey these guys. Had, Joey had a very solid beard. And like, I swear he looks exactly like when he like first came up and he was clean shaven as a 22 <laughs> year old. Oh, like, yeah. He I looks a lot looks younger exactly now. Exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, he has a baby face now. It's funny. I mean, at least Rizzo didn't really have to do anything to come over. Yeah, no, Rizzo just always looked like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it would have been nice if they could have brought his his uh, Joey's friend uh, Chris Bryant. I don't know if if uh, Yankees fans know this, but he is Joey is from Las Vegas. Um, maybe you knew that part, but he also grew up around um, the other two very good Las Vegas baseball players in Bryce Harper and uh, Chris Bryant. And at one point, maybe for even a couple of years, they were on the same like travel kids baseball team at like age 10 or whatever. Like there's a picture of, of all of them together. And like, good Lord, can you imagine if you're a 10 year old kid and you got to go up against like three future perennial MLB all-stars? Like, good yeah, Lord, like if, those if poor you, kids. Yeah, like if, but even if you realize later on, like you're sitting there going, wait a minute, I played against these guys when we were kids. Holy crap, they were really good then. <laughs> I yeah, shouldn't be surprised that they made the majors. Yeah, um, another fun uh, Joey Gallo fact. Um, Joey was was also a pitcher in high school. Like he he pitched and he also played um, third base at the time. Which, in case you didn't know, he was he was going to be the the next the heir apparent to uh, Adrian Beltre. Mm-hmm. Um, that six five big boy playing third base, and you know, he was pretty. He was pretty fine at it, like not anything great. And um, but I'm I'm glad he didn't have to do that. The the actual heir, the person who played third base for the Rangers the year after Adrian Beltre retired, was a Drupal Cabrera. Cabrera. So <laughs> I was like, all right, well, we know who this guy is. We don't have to expect him to be the next anything. But Joey on the mound in high school, through touched ninety nine. I think even touched a hundred a couple of times. Um, but from rumors that I've heard and stories that I've heard about Joey during the draft process, teams really wanted to draft him as a pitcher. And he's like, 
no, I'm not going to be a pitcher. I want to hit dingers. Yeah. And so he wouldn't tell these scouts when he was pitching. So, I mean, they might find out anyway, but he wouldn't like actively tell them like, all right, I'm going to pitch on this day. He's like, I'm like, don't look at me as a pitcher. I'm not going to do it. If you sign me to be a pitcher, I'm going to tell you I'm going to college at LSU and I'm going to go play third base. So that's why he has such a cannon for an arm. So um, if Mm. for some reason you need a position player pitcher in an actual clutch situation, you want someone who can throw probably 99 right now. I bet Joey would do it. They've never done it before. And I, I wanted them to in some of these many trash games that the Rangers have had over the last two years. But I never got my wish. Maybe one day we might get to see a Joey Gallo position player pitching, but that would be a dream come true. That would be amazing. I didn't realize the whole pitching thing. I didn't realize how fast he was pitching when he was in high school because that's that's fast. Yeah, that's some some serious gas. And For like, a young kid, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if you if Yankees fans have, have seen it. I'm sure you haven't seen it much yet because Joey's arm is is so good that like it's a preventative measure now as opposed to uh, hold on. I'm watching this game right now. Why is he in left field, not in right field? Uh, Stanton's in right field, but like, and Judge is DHing. I don't know. Odor's playing third. DJ Lemayhu's playing what? second. It's a whole. Well, Lemayhu hurt his triceps, and they don't want him throwing from all the way across the field, so they figured the throw would be shorter from second, but they put Odor he... at third because Urshela hurt his hamstring. It's a whole thing. I was about to say, hadn't he been playing first base? But then I remembered Anthony Rizzo was a thing and he plays first base. So yes, yes. Cause um, if Anthony Rizzo wasn't there, then yes, DJ would be at first. And then, well, I don't know how they would have done that because again, Urshela is not playing. So, <laughs> know, Oh, maybe Tyler good. Wade. That's right. They had him playing. He could play third or shortstop. So yeah, that, yeah yeah so that's why he's there but put, putting him in left field but like there is is not a damn soul that's ever going to even think about going second to third with joey's in left field like you have no chance unless you're like at third base when he gets the ball but like when he unleashes these throws he's very good at like you know not just like making great routes and like having a strong arm which is also accurate but like he also picks up the ball and fields it very well and it, it's a very clean exchange so like it's it's honestly sometimes more exciting when like you see a ball like kind of dribbling into into right field and you see the guy start to take the turn at second base to try and go to third and you're like oh boy oh boy he's about to do it that dumb idiot what's he thinking and Joey just absolutely guns him out by a mile like <laughs> it's I'm sure it's going to happen quite a bit because he's in a new division especially if they actually go and play him in right field Yankees you know figure your crap out um, yeah no they they right he field. played right field. Uh, I think most of the weekend. Well, he should be doing it all the time. Um, yeah. Well, again, that's but like LeMahieu and Urshela's fault. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently it's it their fault. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure you'll see it quite a bit because he hasn't um, with some of the division teams because they haven't played him a million times. So they don't, they might know like, like, okay, he's got a pretty good arm. Um, but like, once you see him, like just absolutely gun somebody down that you think that like, there's no way he has a chance to do that. Like, and he happens at like third base, home second. Like he'll do it anywhere except for first. I would love to see him like feel the ball and somebody's so slow that he can cut it to first and throw them out from the outfield. But I don't think that's like physically possible unless like, I don't know, Bartolo comes back and he really kind of mails it in. <laughs> that's funny. That would, that would actually be really funny. There was a game in, I want to say it was 05, maybe 06. Benji Molina was running to first and A-Rod like triple great. 
Benji Molina. A-Rod triple pumped it because Benji Molina can't run. And he was out by like 15 feet. And Molina got so pissed at A-Rod for taking so long to throw the ball. And A-Rod was like, why should I rush the throw? Like, you can't run. What's your problem? (laughs) Someone could have thrown him out from out of the outfield. (laughs) You know, Benji Molina has a cycle in his career. Yes, I do know that. his time at the Rangers. Have you seen that magnificent, like one of the greatest Rangers, like, Low-key, like, under the radar, like, one of the greatest moments in franchise history, honestly. What year him, was that? This was 2010. That was the okay. year that the Rangers went to the World Series. So they, that was the only year they had Benji. And they got him at the trade deadline from the Giants. Mm-hmm. And I believe he ended up with a World Series ring. I don't know if he kept it. He did. Yeah, um, I think he did get one. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. he played for both, literally both teams. And yeah. Both for, for quite a bit. So um, that was fun. No, he was he was great fun and um, watching him run the bases for that cycle, seeing it land at the only place in baseball that he could have hit a ball where he could have potentially had a cycle unless someone like tripped and like broke their leg or something in right field. And like the rest of the outfield was all the way in left field. Like that's, (laughs) that's the only other way that he could have had a triple, but man, gosh, I didn't think we'd get into Benji Benji Molina talk in this episode, but you know, yeah, I know. I know. Um, Well, thank you for, giving us all the information we need to know about your adult son, baseball boy. <laughs> my, my large adult son, Joey. Um, but yeah, again, be nice to him because he can be kind of sensitive. Like, I'm a little worried, just like, honestly, like I'm a little worried that like going to New York and the pressure of all the media and fans and like everything's a lot more intense. Um, not that it's like, not that Dallas is a small market, but like, and especially since he grew up being a Yankees fan. I know everybody that goes there says that. And, you know, maybe it's true for a decent chunk of them. But, like, I, I just hope that he can can do well and doesn't let too much of the pressure get to him. So, like, Yankees fans, if you want to, like, you know, be extra nice to him, I'm sure that'll help. And then he'll start hitting all those bombs. And you don't even have to be extra nice. He'll just be that good. Well, like you said, he's not the savior. He's one of the pieces that came over, you know, he has Rizzo to take the pressure off him. And I think um, the Yankees are so happy to have these guys in the lineup because the right-handed guys, I mean, you know, both judge and LeMahieu alluded to the fact that they were actually thrilled that they finally have left-handed big bats in the lineup. And it was like, they wanted this so badly and almost was wondering why the front office, it took them so long to have this happen. So I, I think, I think Gallo will be fine. And I think that, the fans will treat him right. The whole him being a Yankee fan as a kid thing will really that that'll stick in a Yankees fan's mind and they'll, they'll be good to him. Well, good. I promise. That's good. <laughs> That's good. I just want him to be happy. And, you know, even though I don't love the Yankees, um, I love Joey Gallo and I'm wishing him nothing but success for you and for any future team he plays for, you know, maybe, maybe he'll come back to the Rangers and in free agency. I, I, I can't even hope that for myself. That's just too toxic for me to give myself that, but you know, wherever else he goes, if it's staying with the Yankees or going to the Padres or I don't know, somewhere else crazy, um, I will wish good things for Joey Gallo, no matter who he's playing for. Unless the Astros, that would be diabolical. And like, I can't even like, I would never forgive him for that. But I don't think he'd do that. He's too good a person to let that happen. I hope so, because I wouldn't want to see that either. No, he definitely, he's definitely too good a person. Even if he gets traded, like he's, he would probably just like, I'm going to quit baseball because I can't do that to Bryce Patrick in particular, because he knows how hard it'd be on me. You know, we are longtime close personal friends. He is my son and also my friend. 
Thank you again. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcasts Locked On Bets. Betting on the Yankees doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate this podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Enjoy your Tuesday, and I will talk to you all on Wednesday.